Hello friends, hello ladies and gentlemen, esteemed guests. I'm very excited about this episode because uh, we're going to be talking about something I'm very passionate about. However, I, I feel like I need to warn, warn you about what you're going to be listening to. If you have any uh, information, any background in science, the following episode is not for you. <laughs> it really isn't. It isn't for you at all. Uh, this is going to be, as the Flagrant 2 podcast uh, calls it, all feelings, no facts. <laughs> okay? So, I also want to make it clear. What else? I, I just want to do all my disclaimers up front so that I can just let it rip for this episode and you guys can all enjoy and you can have your, uh, what would you call them? I guess your opinion or whatever on the episode and know that I'm still a normal human being. But I just, uh, I think I've made it very clear on this podcast that I don't particularly understand science and I'm very confident in letting people know what I don't understand. I don't pretend to know. Okay. All right, this episode might be a little bit about pretending to know. So I'm just trying to think if there's any disclaimers I should put, any other disclaimers I should put up front before I let it rip. I don't know anything. Oh, yeah, don't take any of my, I'm not going to give you any advice, but don't take any of my, um, anything I'm saying too seriously in terms of formulating your own opinion. This is just uh, me talking with no authority on the subject. Oh, you're all like, what's he going to talk about? Is he going to be controversial? No, not really. It's just that, uh, where should we start? I have, I'm not too sure about dinosaurs. <laughs> I'm not saying they don't, they never existed. Okay. Let me start from the beginning. This is what, oh, okay. I've always, I've almost always, I'd say in the last 10 years, maybe I've been thinking about dinosaurs. And just like really thinking about what I understand about them, you know, just thinking about a little bit about the science behind what we know about these creatures. So let me just uh, back it up from a, let's, let's start about a few days ago. A few days ago, I was walking home and I saw a little kid uh, walking ahead of me, also walking home with uh, their parent, their parent, their dad, I think it was. And they had a backpack and on their backpack, it was a dinosaur backpack with all these different dinosaurs on them. And it made me think like, remember when you were younger, like a lot of guys, most guys are not even just guys. A lot of people were so excited by, about dinosaurs. When you're a kid, dinosaurs seem so cool. Like, and then after that, you don't care about dinosaurs as you become older. You know what I mean? But there was a period of time when you're like, maybe from six years old, to let's say 12, where dinosaurs is like the most fascinating thing in your world. And I think part of it is when you really break it down, dinosaurs is like, it's almost like something that a kid would make up. It just, it is so kid friendly. It is so cartoonish. It's so out of this world that a kid, it would attract a kid. It fulfills all like a kid's dreams of, of uh, fascination and wonder and 
just on like a kid's scale of what is possible. Does that make any sense? Like, if a kid told you, oh my gosh, there's these great big monsters with long necks with with uh, sharp teeth and they run really fast, da, da, da. you'd be like, oh, cool story, bro. I like that you're using your imagination. But when you're a kid, you hear that and you hear that, oh my gosh, that was true. There used to be these gigantic monsters with sharp teeth that ran around, blah, blah, blah. It just makes you, I guess, uh, excited in that sense of uh, wonder and uh, excitement. So I'm not saying I do because, okay, I'm not saying that dinosaurs don't exist or didn't exist. I'm just saying that it appeals very much to a kid's idea of the world and of just having these gigantic creatures and, you know, it, it kind of feeds, it plays into what a kid would believe. What I have begun to unpack or wonder as I got older, or as I, yeah, became more of an adult, is the, around the details about dinosaurs and how are we like exactly so sure about all these things. The first thing, <laughs> the first thing that makes me like really wonder is if I'm not mistaken, we believe that dinosaurs roamed this earth hundreds of millions of years ago. All right. I think there needs to be... <laughs> Sorry, I'll, I'll, I'll say this without laughing. I think there needs to be a statue of limitations on science. In the sense of, if you're trying to tell me something that happened multiple millions of years ago like there's a point where I'm just like this is just speculation at this point how can you say anything with any degree of certainty if we're talking about millions of years ago I just think because I always I don't trust any projections into the future because typically and this you can you can look up statistically typically humans with science with whatever whatever modeling aren't very good at predict predicting the future that's just that we sometimes get it right or we get get it close to right but the great majority of times we don't we're not we're not able to accurately predict the future and that just makes logical sense because the further you try to project into the future the more possible variables that you could have never foreseen can uh disrupt your projections so if you're trying to project one year ahead it might be a little bit safer because uh, a lot of the variables are more likely to remain the same but as you project two years ahead there's more uh, opportunities for things to veer off your calculations because of things that you could have never foreseen occurring and disrupting um, your models so that's why i'm skeptical whenever it's like anything they're telling me about how things are going to look scientifically, economically, whatever, 10 years ahead. And I feel if you're going to go that far in the past, the same thing applies. If you're going to tell me like what happened and how people looked or, or how creatures looked, how they moved millions of years ago, like I don't have the science to like disprove what you're saying, but I'm still looking at you like, really? Like, I just think that's a guess. That's my, my thing. It's all just a guess. And I think most people who have 
I most I think most people would agree with me if you have any knowledge about science that these are guesses as to based on our knowledge the best possible estimation of how things played out in the past before we were able to observe them but my problem is that a lot of people who don't have uh, grounding in science or I guess critical thinking start to use those models or those projections or those estimations as gospel truth and you can't you can't even question all right so i guess my main thing is yeah i'm sure i do believe that dinosaurs were uh roamed the earth because i i see the fossils that they found of it and like i under from my basic uh high school understanding of science it adds up but i still just i just that it's so many millions of years ago in the past i don't know how you can tell me with any source of yeah, certainty, how they moved, what they looked like, even like stuff of like, yeah, all that stuff, I don't get how they get their information. I'm sure there is some science behind it, not some science, I'm sure there's science behind it, but I don't know it and I don't understand it. So I'm not gonna just say, take their word for it, you know? Cause I don't have the, I can't fact check them. <laughs> but my, my instinct is just like, wow, Cool that you figured that out. It, it seems wild to me, you know? I don't know. So that's my main thing. But then they also, because I think it was like 10 years ago that they discovered that most likely most of these dinosaurs, my whole life, when I was in school, they, they told us they were like reptiles. They were like cold-blooded, whatever that means. Whatever that means. But, um... I think it was 10 years ago, they discovered that most of them uh, probably had feathers. Because I think they found like a dinosaur fossil or a few with the feathers like somehow still intact. So yeah, somehow still intact. So they think they had feathers, which makes it even more ridiculous. like. I could kind of buy that they're like these giant three-story building reptiles who are running around wreaking havoc. But now you're going to tell me there are two-story chickens out there? <laughs> two-story geese? These like gi giant birds. You know how much I don't like birds. So you're telling me there were giant birds going around. Birds the size of buildings two, 200 million years ago because you saw some bones on the ground. How did we get to this point? <laughs> I'm not saying it's not true, but can we like honestly look at it and be like, that does, that is a wild story. That's a wild thing. If they didn't have the science behind it, if someone came up to you and they didn't say they were a scientist and they told you there's two story tall birds that were going around yada yada and you'd be like, oh, that, that sounds like, that sounds fake. And then on top of it, they said, oh yeah, this happened 200 million years ago. You'd be like, lose my number. <laughs> so, yeah, so like, I think some of the details around it are best guesses uh, to what could have possibly happened. But without us being there, I don't know how much we can observe and understand about it. So, okay, we talked about the how far in the past it is 
and how the details do seem a little bit crazy. It's a it's a crazy thing that uh, that they had these dinosaurs roaming the earth. So here's my. Let me actually now go into a little bit of the facts about it, just to be fair. Let's actually research some of this, some of the, the things I'm saying. Dinosaurs uh, with feathers. What does, what do the scientists say about dinosaurs with feathers? Oh, before I go that, let me just wrap up the point about the millions of years ago thing. Because whenever I bring it up where I'm just like, I don't, tr I can't like, sorry, I don't know why I'm saying like so much. It's just that I don't think people really grasp how long ago things are when they say millions, plural, ago. Because I always see this infographic for, you know, people who are a little bit more left-leaning, who are like, billionaires shouldn't exist and eat the rich. They always show you the infographic because they show, they want you to get clear in your mind how much a billion dollars is and how much billions are because our mind can't really uh, fathom or comprehend numbers at large. So when sometimes people say billions, it just, we don't really think about it. I think the same needs to be done when we're talking about millions of years. That's so far in the past that you're trying to make any claim about. And then when I talk to people about that, and I'm like, I know there's a science behind it, but I'm still able to look at the science and be like, I don't know, like not, I can, I can be wrong, but I, I should be allowed and not be ostracized to say that I'm skeptical about it. And when I have that conversation, well, people are like, well, they use carbon dating, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you don't even know what you're talking about. I'm scientifically illiterate, <laughs> but I, even I know that carbon dating, it just doesn't make sense for you to go into the millions based on carbon dating. And I say that just straight up being like, first of all, and this is what I, I say um, to people when we talk about the dinosaurs and the millions of things, I, I say the carbon dating thing. And then they're like, well, you're not a scientist and blah, blah, blah. But I'm like, I understand that carbon dating, and this is without even doing research, just using my brain. I remember that carbon dating, you kind of use the half-life of carbon is from my understanding. And you use the half-life of carbon and how it decays or like the rate in which it decays in certain things to be able to like kind of like backtrack uh, how old something is. But so I ask people, I'm like, do you even know you're saying carbon dating as if you know what that means? Do you even know what the half-life of carbon is? And they don't. It's just someone told them that. So they just believe it. So. So what I ended up doing before we do the feathers thing is because I was just skeptical. I'm like, if unless the half-life of carbon is like 200 million years ago, and how are you supposed to do projections that far in the past? So I looked up carbon dating and when it comes to dinosaurs and how they estimate the age of these fossils, they don't use carbon dating because carbon dating wouldn't work because of what I just, with no real, uh, scientific knowledge was able to discern just by like thinking logically that you can't do that because first of all if you're going to go into the millions of years back 
the rate of anything decaying would fluctuate, would it not? Because I think the, the rate in which something decays in the world or in our universe or whatever, you see, now I'm using terms that I don't even know. The rate in which it decays is really dependent on so many factors of like atmosphere, air, whatever, I would assume. So if you're going into the millions of years, I, I just knowing how the world changes and how uh, life is dynamic, again, like I said, with different variables, you can that would only work if you're assuming the atmosphere and everything that we know about our Earth has remained the same for millions of years. Who knows if, I, I don't know, if carbon has always been the, what they call it, the source of life or something. Maybe the, there was something else that used to be the, the backbone of our existence. You see, now I'm talking about things I don't understand, but I just thought it didn't make sense to use carbon dating because it wouldn't be able to project or what's the opposite of project to, to be used as a measure further in the past, you know, but okay. Ugh, this podcast is wild. I'm just, uh, cause this is so out of my depth, but I think you're able as a human being to hear these things that scientists are saying. And then, you know, you discern it, not discern, but you make your best judgment based on your scientific uh, literacy. Not saying that you play scientist, which we're doing here for just uh, shits and giggles, but um, like on something as, as inconsequential to my life as dinosaurs, then I'm, I don't think I need to, um, what's the word? need to just accept when it comes to something that's like affecting my everyday life, like technology and, you know, the current climate with pandemic and all that sort of stuff, trust the scientists because they're affecting, they're making decisions that really affect our lives. These paleontologists who are just playing jigsaw puzzles with bones, I have no respect for. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> all right. So this is all over the place, but the thing, I, okay, I looked up carbon dating, and this is what it says. So people who like to make fun of me for not believing that you can use carbon dating to um, to isolate how far in the past dinosaurs lived, I'm right and they're wrong, and this is why. If you look, if you look up carbon dating, essentially the half life of carbon is five thousand seven hundred years. And if you do basically the measurements that they use with how um, how far back they can go, you can only with even a, a certain degree of precision be able to uh, go back 60,000 years. So that leaves you to wonder how do they date, um, or how are they able to date things that are older than 60,000 years? And what they have been using is similar to carbon dating, but from my understanding, and again, I probably don't understand it because I'm not, my mind, I find science difficult to understand. Um, instead of using carbon dating, they use, instead of using carbon and that specific isotope, carbon-14, they use uh, uranium or something that's a little bit more durable that can stand that decays slower. 
So that allows you to project further in the past. But then again, I'm just like, we're talking millions. I don't understand how that's going to, the further in the past you're, you're trying to, to think about, the less I'm, I, I need to believe you. It's just a, how my mind works. Because how are you supposed to know what was going on 100 million years ago? Well, it's science. Well, still, it's still 100 million years ago. Do you understand how far back 100 million years is? I don't know why I'm so heated about this. What did, what was, the, I found, I, I need to save the articles when I look them up. Um, because it really explained the limitations of carbon dating and then why for dinosaurs they use this other method. We're all over the place. I still have a tab open for dinosaurs with feathers. But I want to see if I have something here. Hmm. Let's see what it says. Uh, hmm. Okay. Um, measuring the amount of carbon-14 in a sample from a dead plant or animal, such as a piece of wood or fragment of bone, provides information that can be used to calculate when the animal or plant died. Okay, I'm with you. The older the sample is, the less carbon-14 there is to be detected. Yeah, that makes sense to me. And because of the half-life of carbon-14, the period of time after which a half or a given sample will have decayed is about 5,730 years. I'm with you. The, old, the oldest date that can reliably be measured by the process dates to approximately 50,000 years ago. So that leads us to how the heck are you supposed to be able to determine bones from millions of years ago? Uh, so where was the article? Let me just look up. So that basically explains um, what I was talking about. And then even in the list, they talk about uh, things to consider atmospheric variation, which again, just off the top of my head, I was like, yeah, the, you're basing how something decays and how something would decay would, would, uh, would, would be dependent on external factors. And those external factors would change even after a thousand years. Those are like the, the atmosphere I'm assuming changes pretty regularly, you know? I don't know, just based on a variety of different things. Uh, okay, so I think that's it for carbon dating. So let's just look up how do, I don't want to say how do you date a dinosaur. That sounds like I'm looking for carbon dating the dating app. I'm talking about how do you, how do we know how long ago dino, dinosaurs lived. Let's see what they say. Hmm. Interesting. All right, let's see what this article says. This doesn't have anything to do with carbon dating. It says there are two ways to determine the age of a dinosaur fossil. Oh gosh, it looks like I'm gonna get an ad, okay. There are two ways to determine the age of a dinosaur fossil. One is called relative geological time, which involves deciding whether one dinosaur fossil is older or younger than another. The other is often called absolute geologic time, which involves estimating how many millions of years old a dinosaur fossil is. That doesn't give me anything. Um, 
they're preserved in layers of sedimentary rock. Where, yeah, so I guess how low in the ground, what layer you found the fossil in. But there's no, there's no process of, this didn't give me any information. I'm sorry, guys. Um, the sequence of rock layers containing dinosaur fossils often also contain layers of ancient volcanic ash. Like, okay, just to be fair, this is all out of my depth because I don't really understand how things get fossilized anyways. Do you know? Because when we die, doesn't just our bones like decay and turn into like dust, turn into like minerals and whatnot, and it gets used in the ground? Why do certain bones fossilize or certain things fossilize and things don't fossilize? See how many questions we end up with when you actually don't just accept it, but you kind of like look into it? Okay, let's see. Fossils. Why, uh, how, I don't know how to just to describe it. How do, why, how would you word it? How do, how, not how, yeah. How do things fossilize? Like why would the dinosaurs bones be fossilized and then you know, a bunch of other animals in between that period of time don't end up being fossilized. Like, cause I'm not gonna be a fossil. I'm just gonna die. For an organism to be fossilized, the remains usually need to be covered by sediment soon after death. Oh, interesting. Sediment can include the sandy sea floor, lava, and even sticky tar. Over time, minerals and the sediment seep into the remains. The remains become fossilized. Huh. Interesting. So I guess it depends. So, yeah. So that kind of makes sense with the theory of the meteorite with, um, isn't that what killed the dinosaurs? A meteor? Because that makes sense because if it was hit by a meteor and, uh, and then that's, that probably caused a lot of volcanic ash, I'm assuming, or sediment. It just was a big disruption and, and they made, it made the the bones get covered in sediment and then they were fossilized. I can see that. How long ago? In dispute currently on this podcast. Uh, so how do... So, okay. So that answers that question. And then let's figure out dinosaurs with feathers. They Even if you look up the images of dinosaurs with feathers... Like, okay, you guys just go Google. Google dinosaurs with feathers. And then you will rethink your trust in these paleontologists. <laughs> they're just have they're taking the piss. There's no way. There's no way they had feathers. This looks like, this looks so fake. What type of world was it back then? Oh my gosh. Again, I'm not saying that dinosaurs didn't exist, but let's be real. It sounds absurd. We just, because we've, yeah, it just, let's be real that it does sound like a silly thing, but we don't analyze it because it's just like, oh, I always knew they existed. You know what I mean? I don't know how to describe it. 
uh, it sent me to a website called All About Birds, which is, if you know me, the, the, the website I would least like to go to. This is not giving me what I want. Dinosaurs had feathers. Look at the... Are they fossils of dinosaurs with feathers? Uh, fossils of Archaeopithecus include well-preserved feathers, but it was not until the early 1990s that clearly non-avian dinosaur fossils were discovered with preserved feathers. Today, there are more than a dozen genera of dinosaurs with fossil feathers, all of which are theropods. It means nothing to me. Okay. Do dinosaurs have feathers? I'm trying to find an article that explains how they got to the realization. One of the most surprising developments in paleontology in recent years has been the discovery that, like birds, dinosaurs, many dinosaurs in fact, possessed feathers. Man, if you look at these pictures, bro. <laughs> these pictures are wild. This is a child's imagination. Gosh. Again, you know, and you can't say that this is whatever. Um, for many years, science has known the only remaining descendants of the dinosaurs lineage are birds. I knew that too. Birds are the worst. Look at their legs. Look at the bird's legs and tell me they're not dinosaurs. So I've, I'm, I'm with them in the sense of like, it makes sense. A can, look at a can of goose. That's a brontosaurus. It, they're the same makeup. I get it. Mm. One of the most surprising of, uh, okay. So let's see. How did they discover that? Um, Okay, so now they're basically saying that if you just look at the structure of these um, dinosaurs, they're very similar to the structures we see in birds. So you can assume that they were more bird-like than a reptile-like or other mammals. Okay, the first dinosaur fossils with structures that could be considered feathers were found in the 1990s. So that's very recently. Other discoveries followed. By 2011, some studies were even suggesting that all dinosaurs had some type of feathery covering on at least some part of their bodies, in much the same way that all mammals have hair, but not all mammals are hairy. What? All mammals have hair, but not all mammals are hairy? Okay, I get that. Okay. Even though the first dinosaurs are thought to have emerged some 245 million years ago, allegedly, uh, dinosaurs with feathers have been dated to only 180 million years ago. How they get these numbers, I don't know. I, someone, someone explain it to me. Yet the story does not end there. Uh, so I guess they just started to find more and more of these fossils with feathers. And then they concluded, oh shoot, uh, I guess they had feathers. Okay, two last things I'll say before we wrap up the episode with the dinosaurs and whatnot. 
the other thing about paleontology that I'm suspicious of, and maybe let's look this up. Maybe this is a long episode because I have strong feelings about this. The only, the other thing that I'm very suspicious of is when I put together a puzzle, I have a picture in front of me. And because I have a picture in front of me, that helps me be able to put together the, the puzzle to match the image. How the heck do paleontologists um, put together these fossils? Unless they take them, I don't think they take them out of the ground as one single unit. From my understanding is they're pieces and then they put the pieces together to make an entire um, animal. So how do they know what the animal looked like and how do they put the, these pieces together without already having an image? You know what I mean? It's like you're putting together puzzle pieces without the the picture of what you're trying to build. So I guess to sum it up, my thing with dinosaurs is I do believe they existed. I do believe they existed a long, long time ago. Whether it's in the millions, I don't know. But I do know it's a long, long time ago. And uh, in terms of what they look like, what they ate and all the information, I'm sure scientists can continue to guess and try to figure it out. But even when I was, uh, the information I knew in school, I always thought of it while like, this is an estimation. They think they kind of did this. They think they kind of did that. So I've never, you know, really had, I just, I was so, um, maybe offended by people who were just so like firm on their stance of like, this is what it is, you know? Because like somewhere, I guess, and you, I'm sure this conversation happened 20, 30 years ago where someone doesn't know anything about science, but just heard what the science was about dinosaurs, arguing with someone else about, oh, I'm sure the dinosaurs were reptiles because blah, 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 blah. And they were so solid in their thinking, uh, not because of anything they personally knew or any of their actual research. They're just regurgitating knowledge of someone else. And then now we find out, no, they weren't reptiles. They were birds, mostly. Um, so that one person in this hypothetical was just defending a point for like no real reason, other than the basis that they heard a scientist um, say that it was like that. What am I talking about? Um, anyways, so yeah, dinosaurs existed a long time ago. The actual amount of millions of years ago, I'm not too sure what they look like. Allegedly, they were birds. Oh my God, these photos look horrendous. That looks like a chicken. The, this photo of a T-Rex looks like, literally looks like a chicken with, like, you know how the chicken has a, I don't know, I don't even know how to describe it. It's like a chicken with the fur of, um, of a dog. Yeah, so it has like dog fur on the back, but then the, like, this is an artist depiction based on bones. You know what I mean? I don't know, man. They look so crazy. Yeah. Well, maybe one day we'll, we will figure out more information about this stuff. Was there something else I was going to look up about dinosaurs? I am... Don't, don't get me wrong. I believe science. I don't understand it. And I'm very honest about what I don't understand. 
under I don't understand how they get millions of years into the past. I don't understand how they're able to get from bones to somehow figure out what they were eating, how they moved around based on bones. Let me okay. Oh yeah, that reminds me. Of the last thing I was gonna look up. How do paleontologists know how dinosaurs look like? Oh, how dinosaurs behave. That's yeah, even sounded like what they ate. All these other things came up on my Google thing. Hmm. Okay, interpretations of dinosaur behavior are generally based on the pose of body fossils and their habitat. Okay, so that's, but again, you see how that's just like an educated guess. And it doesn't mean it's wrong, doesn't mean it's right, but it's just like, you know, we're estimating if we find them in this area, then it's most likely this is the stuff they were eating. Yeah. Computer simulations of their biomechanics and comparisons with modern animals. Yeah. I always find that people who know more about science or special things or like areas of expertise, even if it's like uh, engineering or something, are more flexible with their thinking about things. You know what I mean? Like I think with most scientists, if I approach most scientists, and was it, we're like, dude, I'm, I'm not sure about millions of years ago. Like, come on, for real? I think most scientists would be like, yeah, yeah. Uh, they'll probably explain to me how they got that, but they'd probably be also like, yeah, you, we're, you know, we're trying to figure it out. <laughs> Whereas your regular guy who you're going to argue with at a bar is just going to be like, yeah, that was definitely the way it was. Someone told me. That being said, take your vaccine. The reason I uh, I think is, and then again, how old how old the Earth is, etc. Like all this stuff. For me personally, this is just a fun thing to like joke about and have fun with. It doesn't affect my day to day, so uh, that's why I I'm like you know having a laugh at this type of thing. But things that like affect your day to day, like, you know, uh, things about healthcare, that sort of thing, that shouldn't be, uh, you shouldn't just go on a hunch. <laughs> you, you can, you can trust those experts. Those are people who are doing science that, um, yeah, that affects our everyday lives. I just don't respect paleontology. That's the, what you can learn from this podcast. What am I, how do how does knowing how long a dinosaur existed in the past or its diet affect my life today? It doesn't. There's a lot of scientists out there wasting their time doing a lot of science about things that yeah, there's no reason. There's some scientists out there who's learning about bacteria, spending their whole life learning about bacteria that grows in one pond in one area of the world. Bro. How did you get there? <laughs> what happened in medical school that like drove you down this path? Do something useful. <laughs> I'm, I'm playing around. Uh, well, I, uh, I understand I lost some viewers today. It's okay. Um, 
I'm just being silly. Anyways, and uh, enjoy the rest of your life, guys. Bye-bye.